The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. I'm Danielle Papagiorgio, and today we are talking to my friend David Cook. David grew up on the mission field in Spain. A homeschool graduate, in 2001, he started working in media, both radio and television, in Spain. In 2009, God placed it on his heart to get involved with feature filmmaking. Moving back to the United States, David started working with Advent Film Group to start the learning process and get hands-on experience on film sets. Since that point, David has worked on 18 feature films in various capacities, including The Screenwriters, Polycarp, Princess Cut, Beyond the Mask, Bridge of Faith, War Room, Like Arrows, and most recently, the upcoming films Overcomer and Once Upon a Time in Mongolia. David also helps with the annual Christian Worldview Film Festival in Franklin, Tennessee, where he enjoys sharing with others what he has learned and encouraging them to follow what God has placed on their hearts to do. Welcome, David. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. It's good to be here. Yeah, so to let our listeners know, you and I met during the filming of Like Arrows, which was the movie that my daughter Elena had a role in, and you and a lot of the movie crew actually stayed with my good friend Barbara McCoskey and her family. So we got a chance just to talk and get to know each other. And it was just so interesting to learn about your background and the fact that you were also homeschooled. So I thought it would be a really fun interview today to just talk with you and learn more about what your homeschooling looked like and just kind of how you got involved in filmmaking and, and really we're able to discover that gift in you and, and just really run with it because you've been involved in all kinds of movies and, and the film industry. So tell us a little bit more about your background and what did the homeschooling look like in your family? Well, uh, so uh, as, as you mentioned, I uh, grew up in Spain and uh, I was there for 20 years and I was kind of the, I'm the oldest of five, so I was definitely the test subject, but uh, <laughs> about, uh, we started out, I was actually going to a missionary school there, uh, kind of like a private school, mm-hmm. and I, I guess uh, I was a little bit of a problem child or something, but uh, <laughs> my parents decided that maybe looking into homeschooling would be a good idea. So we started out with a program called HomeQuest, uh, which was mostly computer-based, and it had some things, but we quickly moved on to, I think, what a lot of people do these days, kind of making your own curriculum out of uh, different pieces. Uh-huh. And so we started using sunlight as our base for history and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great experience, and it was really good, the flexibility it gave us as well to just be involved with what my parents were doing and feel like we were part of the team and gave us flexibility traveling. So there's just a lot of uh, good side benefits, uh-huh. uh, so to speak, that came out of that. But yeah, that's that's kind of you know bird's eye view. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So of what it was like for us. Sure. So what got you interested then in filmmaking, and was that something that you sort of um, started playing around with while you were homeschooling, and how did that all happen for you? Um. It was it, that's an interesting question uh, because 
at first glance, I would say that I really got more involved with filming after my uh, school period was over. Mm-hmm. However, uh, when I was 12, I actually filmed my first film. Uh, and I didn't even think about that until I was in my 20s. I was like, wait a second, I did actually do something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I had a, a love for media-related things from an early age, and we actually put together a uh, Christmas uh, play and filmed the whole thing movie style so that we could send it back to our grandparents and family stateside since we were overseas. Uh, oh, so that was my directorial debut, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but really my my parents did help grow in me uh, several things that have been very helpful for film later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, just learning how to problem solve and learning to pray about things when getting difficulties. And, you know, really, I think what prepares me most for any situation and what I've started to advocate for other people is saying, hey, focus on the character right. uh, traits of someone as, a, as an important area. Um, teach them how to turn to God when they're in a difficult situation, uh, because that really will apply to any life situation. Exactly. That's so true. And something I think we have to really remember as homeschooling parents is that the character like you said you just you just said it perfectly is that it applies to any life situation that you're going to find yourself in and whatever god has for you whatever path he has for you if you are honest and you're hard working and you are someone who turns to the lord in prayer when you hit these these problems and these walls then that's going to be what really is the guiding thing in your life. That's going to be the foundation that you can then build off of uh, whatever direction that you end up going. And, Absolutely. and I know that there was a lot of prayer involved in, in the like arrows movie. And it was really, it, it was fascinating to get that kind of behind the scenes look at everything that was happening and how, you know, we were, we were also impressed with just your laid back. Well, you know, we don't know where we're filming <laughs> in a couple days, but God has something. He'll bring it along. <laughs> yep. You know, because it's just, that's that's just so important for everyday life, having faith and, and just being able to rely on the Lord and knowing that he's going to provide. Absolutely. So I think it's interesting that you didn't have a lot of of um, training in film at the point when you really started getting interested in that. Um, you know, you had done the this small little project with your siblings, um, but you know, it's just God. I think as homeschooling parents, it's kind of comforting to know that even if um, even if we don't necessarily see those gifts in our children when they're very young that God is still doing these things in the background and and he's using these um, simple everyday experiences to to weave this you know to weave this tapestry and to bring things together that then later you can look back and say oh you know I see how that was used kind of to lead me off in in this direction and Mm -hmm. you know so I think I think that's um, kind of a neat aspect when you can kind of look back and see what he's done. Are there are there other 
things like that that you can see that your parents I mean even with the character things that your parents instilled into you that have really been something you've fallen back on in your career time and again absolutely absolutely uh, there's a lot of different things that come to mind uh, I mean even some simple things like mm -hmm. uh, we all had our turn to uh, wash dishes each day growing up and I would ask my mother, you know, well, how long do I have to do this? She said, well, you, you have to do it until you like doing it. <laughs> uh, such a tricky way of uh, saying forever. Because, um, <laughs> of course, if you like doing something, and so my mother would always say she had uh, several automatic dishwashers and then some that needed, needed some coaxing. <laughs> and, you know, just having chores and stuff like that that you're required to do uh, mm -hmm. I defined to someone growing up very simply. I said it's learning to do things you don't want to do at one point, and <laughs> so I think you just learn a lot of that. Uh, even just working with your parents and seeing how they handle things. Mm -hmm. Also, when there were big decisions to be made, many times my parents would talk about it while we were all there in the room and listening, and seeing how they approached it and how they would talk about it, go through that process, I think helped us to develop those skills as well. So also seeing my parents model what it looks like to just pray and ask God and say, what do you want us to do now? And then do that and see them just live that my whole life growing up hmm. is really been what's been most helpful to me as I look back and think about it. Hmm. That's great. That's great. Well, it's funny you say <laughs> that your mom's response was until you learn to like it. Because when I first was married and it's like, oh, I have to cook every day. Every day I have to cook a meal. What am I going to do today? And I remember there was this really key moment when I thought to myself, you know, I could feel like it's drudgery every day or I could just tell myself I like it and I could just learn to like it. And it would sure make this thing a whole lot easier because I'm going to be doing this a long time. <laughs> and so I, I really did kind of make this mental shift. And it makes all the difference how you approach something and your mindset to it. So that's a, a pretty clever answer of your mom's. I like it. So the definition of life schooling is the individualized process of discovering your child's God-given gifts and talents, primarily through real-life experiences that happen within the context of your family's unique situations and missions. Is there a part of that definition that, um, particularly being a, a missionary kid and, and all of that, is there a part of that that really speaks to you in light of how your family homeschooled and your situation? Definitely. Uh, I remember the first time we talked a little bit about this uh, concept of life schooling and what that looked like. It felt like a definition of kind of how we had uh, done things. Hmm. And was, I mean, by the time I was 12, uh, I was already helping with uh, children's ministry and things that we would do there. By the time I was 15, I was helping with uh, different youth events and things like that as well. And by the time I was 16, I was doing stuff that you'd expect an adult to do and you know I didn't mm -hmm. think anything about it until people would find out I was 16 and they were in their 30s and they were like wait we're why are you telling us what to do uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's and, funny you know just my my dad any opportunity he had to take us with him on trips uh 
if it wasn't one of us or all of us, you know, it was it was always trying to have as many of the family with him as possible. Uh, I was just looking at pictures recently of when I was four years old, and we're all standing up on stage with instruments praising the Lord uh, while we were in Guatemala, which was where we were before Spain. Hmm. So, you know, it's just, I think, being able to uh, live life and work with your parents, or, you know, in my case, work with my parents, uh, being on the mission field, being able to be a part of that, it was always, we are missionaries, not my parents are missionaries. So, right. yeah, it was just great for our family. It really strengthened us as a family, I think, and it's just so many opportunities to learn so much. Right. Wow. Well, and I think just working with, as you're talking, I'm I'm picturing all these things you're saying, and you're, you are working with people all the time and around people and learning those interpersonal skills. And it's, it's so ironic, you know, that, that we get criticized as homeschoolers for being unsocialized. <laughs> because if you're really doing it in, in this way, which many homeschoolers do, you're, you're so socialized with so many different age groups and so many different dynamics and you talked about hey what's this kid doing telling us what to do the fact that at 16 you already had this position of leadership and and you were good at it um i think it's just so it's it's so affirming to to this whole life schooling approach and to um just everything that your parents allowed you to do um, it developed those leadership skills in you, and it just developed that ability to relate to others, to to work on projects together. And I'm sure that that has come in very handy now in the position that you're in, because I know that you um, there's a lot of of leadership involved and making things happen in what you're doing now. So absolutely, yeah. So I mean, it's it's just. A wonderful way that they just involved you in everything that they were doing and that's really what we need to be doing as homeschool parents is really seeing how our our kids can be involved and the things that they can learn through that so how would you say that homeschooling then strengthened your relationships with your siblings because i know that you work with your siblings a lot now i it, do and that's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get along very well. Uh, I can remember back to when I was a lot younger and, you know, we would uh, go at it. But I think maybe partially I would attribute it to just being in a foreign country and being strong as a family unit because we kind of had to be able to rely on each other and have each other's backs. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think as well just the nature of homeschooling Typically, you'll see the older siblings helping out the younger ones. Uh, you have that interaction, and so I think it just helps uh, grow a close family. I think it mm -hmm. uh, lends itself to uh, learning how to get along. And it's not to say that everybody's always going to want getting along with everybody. Uh, it's not been my general observation, but right. it definitely is the predominant uh thing that I see. Uh, and it's what I saw in my family. And of course, as I interact with other families as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, how did your, I think you've touched on this a bit already, but how did your parents fit homeschooling with the mission work that you all did? And 
and the responsibilities that came with that. Um, I guess tell us a little bit more because we're so focused with life schooling on the idea of seeking for Scott's kingdom and his righteousness. And so many homeschooling families get that out of line and they start, you know, oh, well, you have to do your math lesson today. You have to do your, your grammar and this and that. And that becomes the priority as important as that is. Um, we have to be focused first on God's kingdom and what he's called us to. And sometimes he kind of throws our days out of order <laughs> and sure. tur turns them upside down. So anything along those lines that you can remember examples of, of really your parents intentionally putting God's kingdom first and, and, sure. and kind of the, well, I mean, definitely in the day to day, my father was focused more on the ministry. My mother was focused more on the family and the schooling side, mm -hmm. uh, unless it had to do with math, in which case my dad being a physics major would, you know, get uh, roped in for that, uh, <laughs> especially as we got into our teenage years. But I remember multiple times where uh, we would take a week off to go, you know, essentially on a missions trip of sorts. My father would be invited to speak eight, ten hours away, and so the whole family would go and uh, be there with him. And my parents definitely viewed that as a schooling opportunity and mm -hmm. an opportunity to learn other things. And yes, you've got to keep up with the academics, but the priority was not academics. And I think it's like so many things. It's even like our Christian walk. If you have a foundation on Scripture and you have a foundation on you know what God says about things, then it helps once you get into all the other day-to-day -day elements. And so I think it's the same way with uh, the schooling. If your foundation is... Uh, that Christ is first and you apply that, then it's a lot easier to figure out how to make those decisions. And yet it can look very similar on the outside. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, everybody's doing school all day or everybody's doing this or we're taking a day off. But I think it really is like you were saying about the priorities and saying, okay, you know, what is our priority uh, structure and then sticking to it. And I know for our family, we were in one situation where we took a whole year off and that can be difficult depending on the state you're in and what's required. Uh, but we basically just were busy. We were traveling a lot. We were moving uh, cities. And we had the flexibility in our situation of saying, okay, we're going to take a break from more of the academic side. We'll catch up with that later. And we're just going to focus on what God has us doing now. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely interesting. Because uh, then you kind of feel like you're behind afterwards, but you know it's actually pretty easy to make all that stuff up. So right, right. Well, yeah, I was going to say, oh, but didn't you get behind? <laughs> you know, people always talk about getting behind. Well, behind what? You know, that's what I always want to say is, is it's it's really an artificial construct that someone has set up to say that well, you have to know this by this age and this by this age. Um, but yeah, I mean, even if you have those goals and certain things that that you want your children to learn each year like you said it's so easy to catch back up and um truly we have to be focused on on the relationships and and what is truly important in life so i love that yeah we've definitely had our our times when we had to to take large amounts of time off we 
moved into a house and we had renovations and it was the same sort of situation where um, there was just so much going on. And if we had tried to add academic structured schooling during that time, I think I would have just cracked. <laughs> yep. Just too much. Um, so were there any particularly rough patches then with homeschooling that your family went through? I mean, you said you took a year off, which, um, you know, maybe that was kind of the, the rough point for you. But were there any other points that you can remember where it was like, oh, I don't know if we can, can keep on doing this? Or sure. was it all kind of basically smooth sailing? Uh, I don't know entirely on that front. You'd have to ask my parents to some degree. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I do know that I probably put them through a couple of rough patches. <laughs> uh, the first curriculum that we had was computer-based, and I remember probably about two weeks into our first year, I was really excited because I had figured out how to cheat the program and make it say I had done a full lesson after only two <laughs> minutes, uh, which I was thrilled to share with my mom, and I could tell by the look on her face when I told her that she wasn't as thrilled. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Uh, I'm I'm sure that you know there were many other situations like that that were probably difficult for my parents to try to figure out. Um, I think the first two years were probably the toughest though, as they were transitioning from really just entertaining the idea and trying to figure out the whole homeschooling concept and uh, figure out all the different variables. And especially being in Spain, we did not have library resources available. We did not have even you know homeschool fairs or support groups or anything else so they really had to figure it all out when we'd be back on furlough buy everything that we would need for two or three years and then bring it all back somehow to spain so oh, wow. those were definitely some of the challenges that they had to work through and figure out uh to make it possible wow what what year was that when you started homeschooling um that is a great question <laughs> um i was 10 or 11 when we transitioned so that would be 93 or 94 okay somewhere in that window which we were also moving to a different city um around the 94 95 window so yeah it was exciting times <laughs> yeah well and and you know things have come along so much further even since the early 90s so um just as far as what's available and so yeah it's definitely definitely come a long way over the years. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's Life as a Life Schooler. I hope you'll join us next time for part two of our interview with David Cook. And be sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We'll catch you next time.